welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. I am grateful that you have decided to spend some time with me on this Tuesday morning to listen to the latest in self-care. So in this space, I like to refer to self-care as from one of four different angles. One is from the perspective of health and fitness, which is probably the most common one. We also like to look at self-care from the perspective of the thoughts that we think and the beliefs that we believe, because taking care of your mindset is front and central to how we take care of ourselves, because it just drives the decisions that we make. But as an entrepreneur, we also like to look at self-care from a business perspective. So we also like to talk about all things um, self-care related to your business. This can mean marketing. It can mean all kinds of strategies to help you stand out more. And then finally, probably the other most common way that we refer to self-care is from the perspective of listening to somebody's journey. That's why we call this show The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care, because the journey changes as you change. So I'm happy that you're here. I'm grateful for your support. If I'd love for you to help, help us continue to share our message and spread our love around the world. Let's get started. Welcome to this, to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'm Allison Katzkowski, your host. Today, I have an amazing guest. I can't wait to get into a conversation with her. Today, I have Dr. Deborah Muth as my guest. We were able to connect online. She is based in Wisconsin and is a naturopathic doctor, author, and speaker as well. So she's a, a wealth of information. And what I, when I knew I had to talk with her, I saw that she works with men and women who suffer from chronic illnesses that involve hormone imbalance. So I feel like for all of us, basically in the second half of our lives, I feel like this is where we're really going to get into some of the good stuff. So Deborah, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Of course. So why don't you tell my audience first? I know I just basically said what you did, but why don't you give my audience a little bit of insight into, you know, who you are, your background and kind of what led you to do what you do? Because I know you do a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. So I got started in functional medicine when I was 28 years old. I've now been in functional medicine. Oh, I'm going to age myself about 22, 23 years. Oh, wow. Um, Started out in traditional medicine and loved it, really wanted to work with women's health. That was my passion. Uh Um, Started to learn from the Hispanic culture. I was working with uh, a poverty stricken in, in, um, practice uh-huh. uh, OB-GYN and they started introducing me to some herbs that they used. And that was my first real introduction into it. Fast forward a couple of years, I started getting sick and mm. nobody could help me figure out what was wrong. Wow. So I had it nailed down where I was going to go in and I was going to walk out with either a diagnosis of fibromyalgia or MS. I knew those symptoms kind of aligned there. Uh-huh. And that was exactly what happened. I walked in, the doc spent maybe five minutes with me and I walked out with a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, two prescriptions, one for narcotics, one for antidepressants. Wow. And the third one was you're going to be disabled in four years. So go home and put your affairs in order. Oh, wow. You're kidding. And at, no, yeah, wow. it's, it's shocking, right? Because we wouldn't do that today with somebody with that diagnosis. Holy cow. Um, I had just had my last child and I thought, oh my God, there's absolutely no way I can do this. I just graduated as a nurse practitioner. I'm just starting my career. How can this possibly be happening to me? 
Um, and luckily enough, back then I had my quote unquote wacky friends that did all this weird voodoo stuff and I would make fun of them. And I went to them and said, okay, one of you guys has to know somebody that can help me. And luckily they didn't mind me calling them funny names back then about what they did because they all took me underneath their wings and took me to a nutritionist and an acupuncturist and an herbalist. And, you know, 25 years ago, those weren't as mainstream as they are now. Right. And within three weeks, every symptom I had was gone. Wow. It it was the most amazing thing, you know, to go from having this call of disability versus three weeks later, I changed my diet, changed my lifestyle, started some supplements and I was totally better again. Uh Um, so I knew at that moment that I couldn't stay in the conventional world. And I went on to become a naturopathic doctor. I earned several degrees in herbal medicine I'm an uh-huh. anti-aging specialist and, and I have loved it all the way, you know, and what I've noticed is women really get the raw end of the deal. Like, like in so many times, you know, mm-hmm. we get poo-pooed, we get pushed off and midlife has always been my favorite, even in the beginning. Like I love working with midlife women because it's such a uh, amazing time of life for us to change. It is. It really is. And I think we get this opportunity to do things in the second half of our life differently than we did in the first half of our life. You know, in the first half, we're busy building a career, we're raising our families, we're getting married, we're, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. And then all of a sudden we get to midlife and we're like, wait a minute, is this all there is to life? Uh Or is this all I really want in life? Or maybe I missed out on something and I want to change and I want to do something differently. And that's really the exciting time for us as midlife women is we get that opportunity to rewrite our story differently in the second half. Well, and we get to think about what legacy living really looks like. Like, what do we want to be known for and what do we want to be our contribution, you know, to make this world a better place? So true, you know, and I think when we get the opportunity to look at legacy versus climbing the corporate ladder, it Uh looks very different. And it doesn't mean you have to choose money over working in service. It just means that what you do, you have more life balance into more emphasis into, and you do it in a different, bigger way. And in order to do that, we need to keep the body fulfilled. We need to keep it fed. Well, we need to keep it hydrated. We need to keep our adrenal glands functioning, and we need to keep our hormones at a high enough peak level so that we can operate at that peak level. Yeah, absolutely. I could not agree more speaking from the you know, I've spent most of my career in the fitness space, but you're speaking my language with all of that. Mm -hmm. So, so what are some of the more common, you know, when we, when we refer to, you know, it's all sounds well and good. Yeah. We want our bodies to function at the optimal Mm -hmm. level, but, but for so many people in order to do that involves kind of their own self-care practice. So in your experience, what are some of the things that you find yourself talking you know, with your patients about, or maybe in some of your circles when it comes to, you know, allowing people to have time for themselves to make sure that we accomplish this one big goal, which is what we're talking about. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, the biggest thing that I find for women is sleep. It is the number one thing women struggle with, especially as we get older, we have more sleep issues and that's generated from our hormonal dysfunction. But I would say sleep is at the top of my list. I know for a lot of people, it's nutrition. And yes, nutrition is super important. Um, but I think sleep is more important than nutrition. Yeah. Without why that, is that? Yeah. Without that recovered sleep, our brains don't function. We mm-hmm. 
we kind of feel and act like dementia patients, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you don't remember things. The word finding is a problem. We're irritable. We're short. We're yeah. moody. Um, we don't have that energy, which means then we can't work out and we can't do the things that we love because we don't have the energy to get in the garden or take the walk or have sex with our partner. All of that just goes out the window if we don't get that restorative sleep. Yeah. And we also know now that sleep is so tied and you're, you're well aware of this. I'm sure in the fitness industry, sleep is tied to our metabolism. So if yes, we don't sleep well, absolutely. our metabolism doesn't work properly. Yeah. And it, it's just kind of this downfall for so many of us and um, can really be problematic. So I like to focus a lot on good restorative regenerative sleep yeah. to start with. Um, and then from there we build out, like how do the adrenal glands function? What do they do for us? So for the, your listeners who don't maybe know what that is, our adrenal glands are two nickel sized glands. They sit on top of our kidneys and they give us our flight or flight response. Mm-hmm. So car pulls out in front of you, you get that fight response. Everything goes up. Most of the time we look around and we go, okay, everybody's all right. And we move on. Right. Well, when we do that over and over and over again, all day long with those little mini hits of stress, eventually our adrenal glands can become depleted. When that happens, it throws off our metabolism, throws off our sleep, throws off our energy, throws off our cortisol. Yeah. It's it's like a short circuit almost. Yeah. It's like you don't have any of this communication, which is supposed to be Mm -hmm. happening. Yep. And then our hormonal functions, like a house of cards that just comes crashing down. And unfortunately that's typically the place where I get a lot of midlife women. Mm -hmm. Um, and when we look at their lifestyle, they've been burning the candle at both ends for many, many years before that's happened. Um, and it's now it's about building that body back up and restoring those adrenal glands. so They can function properly. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you recommend as far as that goes? Cause I know, you know, for a lot of my, you know, a lot of, you know, women in my audience are like over 50. So you're mm-hmm. really like getting into some of the nitty gritty with what, at least what, what people tell me. Absolutely. So, you know, over 50 ish, you're starting to get, if you haven't already, you will soon. Yeah. The hot flashes, the night, totally. sweats, the vaginal dryness, the decreased sex drive, the decreased focus and concentration. So those are some typical things that we'll start see happening around 46 average age of menopause being 52, give or take two years on either side. So uh-huh. we're going to start to see some of that transition seven to 10 years prior to menopause. And so what I like to tell people is to start tracking your cycles. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're 50 and you haven't had a cycle for a while, we want to know when that last cycle was for a variety of reasons, but it's easy for us to forget when that was. Um, also tracking your sleep and your heart rate and your oxygen flow at night can be really helpful because we can detect if there's any sleep apnea going on that can uh-huh, add to right. fatigue and weight loss or, or weight gain. Sorry. Um, and then tracking your symptoms, you know, what kinds of things trigger those symptoms for you? For instance, a lot of people have triggers for hot flashes when they drink wine yeah. or drink any alcohol of any kind. So track your food symptoms because that'll give us a really good idea of do you have food sensitivities? Are there some gut issues going on? Or is it truly just a menopausal thing that's going on that's triggering some of those symptoms for you? Yeah. Well, it's like it's like what I always say. Everything that you're talking about is just information. You mm-hmm. know, because I think people get caught up in, oh, well, I'm not going to eat any of that because it's just, it's not good for me. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like the last time I checked food doesn't have moral values, you know? And <laughs> that's true. And people, and so what I always tell people is, is be a detective. 
You know, yeah. I mean, be onto yourself and, 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 li- and listen to your body. What is your body telling you? Does that particular food not agree with you? Well, why is that? Is it a specific time of day? Is it, was there anything going on at the time that, that seemed unusual? Cause I feel like all of that really helps us clarify as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we kind of coin ourselves as medical detectives because we want to get in the nitty gritty, get uh-huh. in the weeds with you and find out like, how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Do you feel refreshed or are you dragging out of bed? Yeah. What happens midday? What happens early evening? How are you feeling before bed? All of a sudden, do you get this second wind and you're exhausted sleeping on the couch? You get up to go to the bed and then all of a sudden, boom, your brain turns on. You're like wide awake. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And now your most creative thoughts come to you just when you're ready to go to sleep. Right. And business is on your mind and this is that. And so that tells us a lot about what your hormones are doing at different Mm -hmm. times throughout the day. So if you can track some of that, it can save you a lot of time, energy, and money working with a professional to help uncover what is it that your body specifically needs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, to your point, I feel like, you know, our society now just lends itself to, you know, to reference your story, you know, getting a Mm -hmm. prescription, taking another pill or or trying this new diet or whatever, when we're really not getting at the actual root cause of what's going on. That's exactly right. You know, if you don't have a practitioner that can help you figure out where the problem's coming from, then all you're going to do is keep chasing the symptoms and you could be chasing that in the wrong direction. So many times I see patients that come to me and their practitioner was going down a completely wrong road for them. And we were way over to the North and they were way over to the South. And once we came to the middle and we found out exactly what was going on, their recovery was so much faster, so much easier and less expensive. And over on the other side, chasing those things, they were just paying a lot of money for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of pivot a little bit over to fitness for a minute and activity. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of the metabolism research now is saying that how important it is to get regular daily activity in, which really isn't the same thing as getting a workout. You know, it's Mm -hmm. our bodies are created to move. That's one of the things I always say. And, you know, that we can do a lot for how our body functions, not just our metabolism, but perhaps to help kind of, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, normalize some of these hormone responses with physical activity. I would love Mm -hmm. to hear your opinion on that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, I'm a little horrified personally when I hear people say you need to get 10,000 steps in today or four hours of walking. And I'm like, okay, I don't mind the whole 10,000 thing, but I don't have four hours. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so how, how, do, right? how do you get four hours of activity a day in there? And I think that's where, like you were saying, it's all in what you do throughout the whole day. Yes, right? So exactly. let's, let's make a point and I'll tell clients, make a point to get up, to walk around, you mm-hmm. know, every half hour or something. It doesn't have to be 150 steps, get up and march in place for a minute or two. When you go to the bathroom, do a push up or two on the wall, do a couple of squats before you go down to sit on the toilet. Um, there are all kinds of ways we can incorporate little habits to get our body moving. Even at your desk, if you're stuck at your desk, you know, do a couple of leg lifts underneath the desk, do yeah. a couple pedals on your feet just to get moving every so many, you know, every 10, yeah. 15 minutes. There are a lot of things that we can do. And exercise is super important to get that growth hormone moving. Yeah. And it helps a with lot insulin sensitivity too. Yes. Yeah. Which yes. can, you know, can literally like help us 
not really control our appetite, but really help us down the road to making better mm-hmm. decisions as far as how we eat and feel our bodies too. Yeah. Cause if you, you know, you don't have those cravings for bad stuff. It's so mm-hmm. much easier to stick to the diet. And we all know everything that we put in our mouth is important to how we look and feel. And 90% yeah. of fitness is diet. Yeah. So if 90% of the time we're putting in crap, then we're going to get crap out. That's right. And we're going to perform like crap, you know, when we we move or, you know, Mm -hmm. when we're active or when we want to go to a yoga class or go to a workout or whatever, we're not, we're not, we're going to feel like we're not getting anywhere. Exactly. And our brain's not going to function right. We're going to be anxious. We don't like the way we look, which then leads to, I don't want to disrobe in front of my lover. And now I don't want to have sex again. And it's just this ongoing problem then with everything. So, you know, making those small steps of not craving things or trying to get out of the habit of eating certain things. And, and like you too, I always probably tell people to why you're reaching for something check out why, like if you're reaching yeah. for a piece of chocolate, take why a minute is and that? ask, yeah. Take a yeah. minute and say, what am I doing? Right. Mm-hmm. What emotion is connected to that? Yeah. Or what habit are you doing that for? Are you rewarding yourself? Are you doing it because you're stressed? Are you doing it just because you love chocolate and you're taking a moment and that's your Zen moment. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's a negative thing around it, let's try to break that habit for you. Yeah. Well, and, and just become more intentional in general, because, mm-hmm. you know, when we when we think about what self-care means to us, it is intentionally doing things that in our that are for our highest good. Absolutely. I, I love chocolate. I will never give up chocolate. Me too. Dark, dark chocolate is dark, dark chocolate is my absolute favorite thing. Yeah. yeah. I never used to like it, but I started to transition because I said, okay, if I'm going to have chocolate, let me at least do something that's better for me. The good so stuff, I started right? with the good stuff that, yeah. you know, 70% dark chocolate. And yeah. then I went up to 80%. And now I really savor it and I enjoy it. And I sit down and I take the moment and I eat it and I really like get into the whole thing, like somebody drinking a good glass of wine. Right. Right. And so now it's an experience that I choose to have versus a, okay, I'm just going to stop because I didn't eat anything else. I'm going to stop and grab a Snickers bar on the way to gym class or whatever, you know? Yeah. those changes I made a long time ago. And so now doing those little self-care things, I think are so important. And then you don't have to give up what you love. You're just transitioning. Yeah. I have a colleague that I used to teach uh, group fitness with, I mean, I haven't seen her since the pandemic, you know, kind of shut Mm -hmm. all that down, but she, but she used to always bring little pieces of dark chocolate to class when we would teach together. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the class, she would go around and put a piece at everybody's mat and, and she's a, she's a retired nurse. And her joke was it's medicinal. You're doing something good for your body. And it was, mm-hmm. we, we used to always just laugh about it, but to yep, your it's, point, it's, it is, it is good for you. It's good for your heart. You bet. Yeah. There's a and lot of brain good things too. for it in your brain. Yeah. yeah. So you now can I want to go buy some. Right. 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 So, so before we wrap things up, I'm just, I'm I'm sitting here thinking that there's got to be people out here that are listening to our conversation and they're thinking that, you know, doing these proactive things for us every day, not not only do we know on a logical level that these are good for us because, Mm -hmm. you know, if knowledge were enough to change behavior, you know, where will we be? Right. Yeah. Um, So, you know, people out there know all this, but but they, but they also like, feel like it's just too hard. It's too much work. Maybe they just don't know where to begin on a day-to-day yeah. basis. What would you tell that person? 
I would say start small, start by taking an inventory of what is going on for you. Like Mm -hmm. make a list on one side of how you're feeling every day. And then on the other sheet of the paper, make a list of how you want to feel. And then I would tell people to start by um, putting a number to it. Like what's most important to you? Is it most important for you to have energy? Is it most important for you to look and feel amazing as long as you can in this world? Um, Is it most important for you to not be hot flashing in a corporate boardroom? You know, what is it that's causing the issues for you? Um, that's the first place to start because if we don't know what we want and where we are, we don't know how to get where we're going. So that way, that way it gives you a clear line of where you're going. And then from there, we talk to a practitioner that's experienced in anti-aging regenerative things so that they can help you get where you need to be, whether that's an anti-aging coach or an anti-aging practitioner, somebody that can help you kind of get to the head of the line a lot faster. So you don't have to make mistakes along the way. Yeah, because it is, it is complicated. The healthcare system is complicated for people. And Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're someone that has tried the conventional ways and, you know, are tired of just feeling like I don't want to take another pill, but maybe they just absolutely, you know, with all the wealth of information that's out there, it's like, you know, you can go into a vitamin store or whatever and just feel overwhelmed, you know, Mm -hmm. and just, and not know what are like the best places to begin. So I love how you clarify and quantify that and really make it simple so that we have to ask ourselves, what is it that we really need right now? Yeah. It's so important because if we don't get in touch with what we need and what we want, then we're just kind of kind of doing what everybody else wants us to do. And most of us did that already in the first half of our lives. We don't yeah. want to do that again the second half. We yeah. want to be more selfish and be more about us. And that there's nothing wrong with that. You know, know that what you want is okay. And it's okay for you to say it out loud and you can mm-hmm. honor what it is that you want. But yeah. first you have to figure out what that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, you and you have that. to figure it out and and own it so that yeah. you know you you know best how to at least talk about it. I I do mm-hmm. think for a lot of people there is an element of you know whether it's shame or whether it's I don't understand what's wrong with me mm-hmm. that ship has sailed or whatever. I do think that there are that plenty of people out there have those thoughts too. Yeah, you know, I think There's this societal thing that Mm -hmm. for women, once they get over 50, they're out to pasture. But here's the reality. We live till we're about 85, 95 is our average age that we're going to live at right now. You get to choose how you live this next 40 years of your life. You can choose it to be very healthy and very full and vibrant and amazing, or you can choose to live it ill and sick and headed for a nursing home. You have that choice. And I think most people will choose the first half than the second half. The problem is they just don't know how to not have the second half happen. Yeah. And so once you get into contact with people like you or me, or listen to podcast shows that talk about health and wellness, you can start to learn a lot about the things that you can do to live that life the fullest you possibly can and really healthy. Yes, absolutely. I I could not agree with you more. You're totally speaking my language. Mm -hmm. So this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Where can people find you? 
Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate being here. And I I love talking to your listeners. So you can reach me at vibrantfemale.com. And if you're interested, we have a free downloadable book called the essence of health and vitality, which gives you a lot of tips and tricks um, that we recommend to our patients on supplements and sleep and diet and exercise and all of that. And all you have to do is um, request it and you'll get it immediately for free. The other place you can reach me is Serenity Healthcare Center. That's my brick and mortar practice here in uh, Wisconsin. And I am on social media too. So feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Oh, okay. LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Okay. Well, thank you so much again for um, for taking time out of your day so that we could have this chat. I think it's it's necessary. I think that we have more of these kinds of conversations so that you know women out there in particular, and really men too, to a degree, you know, know, know that, look, what you're feeling is real, you know, and that there are real life solutions that maybe aren't like, you know, traditional solutions. And that's Mm -hmm. okay, too, if that's how you choose to go. That is absolutely okay. And just, you know, know that whatever you choose is right for you at that moment. But you can always choose to change that decision down the road, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if anyone out there is listening and feeling really inspired and hopeful, hopefully, no pun intended, after this <laughs> conversation, please feel free to reach out to Dr. Muth. Her information is in um, the show notes. You can find both of her websites, serenityhealthcenter.com and vibrantfemale.com and take advantage of that free resource, um, especially if you uh, would like more information on that or feel like this could be something that could help you. Um, I just want to take a moment before I sign off and give my sponsor a shout out. Uh, Buoy Hydration is a unique hydration product. It's a squeezable product. It comes in a cute little small container that you can easily fit into your purse. And one squeeze in your water not only allows you to retain more water, but also allows you to retain the the necessary electrolytes that help our bodies function better and have more energy, um, improve our immune system and on all of those things. It's a It's an amazing company, um, and I'm thrilled to be a brand partner with them. Please go to their website at justaddbuoy.com and use our unique coupon code CUFITNESS40 and get a 40% discount on your first purchase. Um, So please make sure you take advantage of that. If you are not yet in my private Facebook group, please come over and join me there, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. As we go through this first quarter of the new year, one of the things we're going to be doing is looking at going, what I like to call going back to the basics. The new year's line of thinking really lends itself to, you know, hurry change. I got to do it. This is a year I'm going to do it. And you try to implement a million changes at once. And then we forget about the things that really work the best, which are the basics. And we're going to be taking a closer look at that. So please come over and join me in my community so you can make sure that you don't miss any of the action. And before I say goodbye, I just want to tell you again how thankful and grateful I am for all of your support. We are heard all over the world. We have thousands of listeners and downloads, and um, every week we reach more and more people, and that's exactly what my mission is in this space. And you, every single week, help me to accomplish that. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support and for showing up to help me spread the message of what self-care truly is, because it truly is a journey. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life, so make it a good one.